Yo, Stocks and Bars, what's going on? You have your brand new episode. We are going to be talking about two things. We're going to talk about religion. And we're going to talk about money and how those two correlate and how it can help you with your decisions. Stocks and Bars, let's go. Got my click ready to use the money they got From jobs and courage and teaching them that it's not so hard I'm doing this making investing pop P-Law is extra, you tuning in to Stocks and Bars Yo, welcome to the newest episode of Stocks and Bars And Merry Christmas to you We are going to talk about two topics that are taboo Two topics that go hand in hand for centuries these two topics will never separate and those two topics are money and religion money and religion have gone hand in hand for so long since the inception of time we've always known these two to exist together religion itself requires money there's no way that religion would exist without money now that's going to sound very controversial However, I bet you that if there was no money involved, that there be no religion. It seems to me that religion itself needs money to exist. And let's talk about that. Religion has taught a lot of people the very basis of financial literacy, and that is to set aside money. The one thing that religion teaches you is to put aside 10% for tithes. So before you pay anything else, make sure you put that 10% aside to give to the church. And often that is the very first financial advice that we may get ever in our lives, which is to give 10% to the church. And what the church usually uses that 10% for is just for general building funds. The church will use that 10% in order to take care of building needs. And that 10% you can relate to is going to be your utilities. So in your house, you have to take care of things no matter what. This is what it requires for that building to run. So that's what that 10% is typically dedicated to. And there's two other buckets that the church may request. And that's going to be for community. It will take care of the community using a different fund. And they'll make that request. And then there are special requests that they'll make in order to take care of special people who may come and preach or other activities that they may host. They'll have a special fund separate for that. Again, religion requires money. And if there was no money involved, religion would simply not exist. I don't think it would exist because who would get paid? That to me is very apparent. If nobody's getting paid, then why would it exist? And I've been to different hoods in, in the U.S. from New York, Florida, Virginia. I don't see my share of urban neighborhoods. And I can tell you that urban neighborhoods, man, do we love some church. I tell you what, you can go to any urban neighborhood and you're going to see an abundance of churches. But I got to tell you that you can't worship God and have a lot of money at the same time. I can't 
understand how people can't put this correlation together. You can't worship God and have a lot of money at the same time. It seems that those two do not correlate well. Now, just from my history, I've grown up primarily Baptist. I've seen <laughs> and joked with my friends about the collection plate, the many of them that could go around. I've been in the churches. <laughs> Matter of fact, one church had a building fund and it needed some help. I'll tell you that the, the building fund was legit. However, man, I didn't see a hinge go up on the door, let alone anything for that building fund when I was there. That could have totally changed after I left. But I can tell you that while I was there, either they were trying to save a whole bunch, the members were being cheap, <laughs> or I have no idea. But I do know I didn't see anything come out of that building fund to that building. Matter of fact, Besides that one church, I remember going through my neighborhood and I saw on one corner, check this, three churches on one corner, all right? Four corners, three of them occupied by churches, and on one corner, there's a library. These is facts. I could tell you that corner if you know where I live at. I often wonder to myself, that if our culture taught financial literacy as much as they taught us about church, where would we be at? This is a good argument. If we taught more about how to use our money versus who to give our money to immediately, where would we be at? If you visit any urban neighborhood in the United States, you're going to see an abundance of churches. But check this. If you go to any suburban neighborhood, you're going to see churches. There's, there's no difference there except for the number of churches. And that you'll also see financial institutions in those very same neighborhoods. You'll go to those neighborhoods and you'll see an Edward Jones. You'll see a Raymond James. You'll see institutions like that. But you go to any urban neighborhood. You're not going to see that. You're going to see you're going to see an abundance of churches. You'll see liquor stores. You'll see plazas that have other institutions in it that take your money. They're going to see businesses. There's a lot of businesses in urban neighborhoods. And there's a reason for that, because we got a lot of money. They don't want to tell you this, but urban neighborhoods have a lot of money. Doesn't make sense to you, does it? Like, why is that? And it doesn't look like it has a lot of money, but check it. There's a lot of money that's in the urban neighborhood. That's why all those businesses go there, because where do you think they get their money from? From you. <laughs> we are consumers. So there's a lot of consumers with disposable cash or money they don't know how to use. Yeah, sure. Bring that over here. That's why that business exists. Churches are businesses. Make no mistake. Churches are businesses. They are tax exempt organizations. You cannot accept money from large groups of people and not be a business. Not going to work that way. 
And that's why there is something in the IRS that is designated specifically towards churches, religious institutions, because they are business. There has been a lot of murmurs about taxing the church, but that's simply not going to work. It's popular, but it's not practical for the main reason that the members aren't exempt. So the members still have to pay taxes. That idea, if you're thinking it, it ain't going to happen. Don't even think about it. Now, for those of us who are very interested in why they are exempt, check out a 501c3 exemption. That is the exemption that covers financial institutions. And to make it simple for you, to have a 501c3 exemption, all you really need to do is stay true to your cause. So when you're a nonprofit organization and you have a 501c3, you have a cause that you establish. As long as you stick to that cause, you can keep that exemption. And what your cause is can be anything from helping the, the needy or very specific group of people. It doesn't matter as long as you stick to that cause. You deviate from that cause, then you're subject to taxes. But anyway, check that out if you're interested in what an exemption is for the church. So the church is a business. You should treat yourself as a business. If you're involved in church and you're making these donations and you're giving money to them, what I want you to do is treat yourself like a business. I want you to have a separate account that these donations come from. A lot of people don't know when you donate to the church, that is a tax exemption. A lot of people just don't take advantage of that. It could be one, because of fear. Two, because they simply don't know. And three, if you do know, you have no idea how much you've given. No one keeps track of that. In order to help you keep track of that, having a separate bank account in order to make those contributions is the safest and simplest way to do so. You don't have to add it up if you have one account that's dedicated to that, right? And on top of that, when you do claim it and you have that account, there's complete traceability where if it ever came to the point of an audit, you're cool. You got it. Here's the account. Here's all the documentation set aside. Boom. Have fun. So churches are supposed to give to the needy. And a lot of urban neighborhoods have despair or people who just down on their luck. And there are an abundance of churches in these neighborhoods. So putting two and two together here, don't you think these neighborhoods will start to turn around at some point in time? Why is it that a lot of urban neighborhoods have not turned the corner? Why is it that the church exists in that neighborhood, but that neighborhood just has the same exact look to it? The people are no different. Why is that? The answer to that is you need more than church. You need that financial discipline. All these things go hand in hand. There are many different religions. So let's break down what they all have in common. First of all, let's ask ourselves the question, yo, what is religion? There's a lot of things that we just assume we know what it is. So I'm going to challenge you now. What is it? Ask yourself, what is religion? What really is the definition of religion? What makes a religion a religion? I did the same thing. And what I came to understand is that a religion is a shared belief of people in a controlling power. A group of people who believe 
in a controlling power that is outside of their own power. Powerful. So if you and two, three other people all believe in an outside force other than your own, boom, there's a religion. That outside force can have whatever powers you can create. (laughs) That's going to be the religion. And based upon that, most Christianity is a spinoff. Christianity itself is the building block for most religions. And there are a lot of different spinoffs of that. And it all breaks down to somebody not liking one part of the religion and creating a different sect of it. And then again, you have those same people who believe in that controlling power outside of their own, but they don't like this one part about it. So check it. Let me go create this other part about it. And then you follow me about it. And then it splits. And if you look at history, there's a lot of different wars (laughs) that were fought simply over God. This is this is real, man. Look, Christianity is a very violent (laughs) religion, but that's another topic. But check that out. Can we have faith in morals and ethics without being religious? Because often what we associate religion with is morals, ethics, cultures. Each one has a different religion. But can we simply have all that without having religion? I think that's a solid question, too. All these characteristics also tie back into financial decisions because our financial decisions are often rooted in our cultural beliefs. You may believe giving to specific people based on your culture simply because of that. You are more susceptible to doing so. I know in my culture, we've had plenty of churches, but you know what else we had in our culture? We've had drug dealers. (laughs) We've had drug dealers and we've prophesied them. If you listen to a lot of hip hop, you'll hear some famous drug dealer names. We have put them on a pedestal because they've had money. They were the very first people that we've seen that look like us that had money. And yeah, there was some churches around, but again, money how do we get more of it how do we get to the point where we're taking care of it we don't need to worry about things and that's where the drug dealers came in now we all know they were tearing down the very neighborhood (laughs) that we wanted to see that prosperity in but we looked at drug dealers as the champion of the hood A lot of drug dealers, they probably thought they were doing some good for themselves, right? Or to the neighborhood. But this is the perfect example of a road to hell paved with good intentions. There's a lot of things you can want to do with your money. And you can send it down a bad path to get it done. But you're looking at the ends justifying the means. To this day, in urban neighborhoods, we are still continuing to fight this very same war. And we just keep swinging and not connecting with the target. And there's a reason for that. We don't know what that target is. Just keep swinging and swinging. What are you aiming at? See, the problem is ourselves. 
we've got to recognize that the person in the mirror is the problem. We spend too much. So once we recognize what the problem is, you got to come up with a solution. So here is the solution. We need to simply stop. Just stop. Stay in your tracks. Look at what's going on. Make observations. All right. This is how we identify the problem. The problem is spending. I've talked about this before in a podcast about the American dream, the big liability scheme. We are the problem. We spend too much. You simply spend too much. And the easiest way to get out of the situation you are is stop spending. Nobody wants to hear that. And you say, well, I got to spend. No, actually, you don't. There are a lot of things that you may purchase. You do not need to purchase. Go around your house right now. There's a lot of things right now you really don't need. You just wanted to get it. We're programmed to get things because we feel we deserve to get that thing. That one item. We got to have it. You know what? I should have that item. I deserve that. Let me go ahead and purchase that. Your bank account looking at you like, no, you shouldn't purchase <laughs> what you doing with us. And you looking at it as, well, I deserve it because of X, Y, Z. Or even worse, the social influence that we may have on social media that makes us think we should have it because somebody who looks like us has it. Mm. Let's not go there. We're the problem. We got to check our spending. You want to either simply reduce it or eliminate it. If there's something that you truly do not need, don't buy it. All of this sounds simple and it is. It really is that simple. In order to help it become even simpler, write this down. Write down your plan. You have got to put something in front of you that is physical. Some people put it in their phone. That's cool. If that's the way you do it, that's all right. I'm old school. I write down things because I know that there is a correlation between memory and writing. If you write something down, you're likely going to remember it at some point in time. You have a higher chance of remembering whatever you wrote down. So write down that plan and give yourself a timeline of execution because the plan without execution is nothing write down that plan execute that plan and if you have a spouse you both need to get on the same page this is a discussion that you need to have with your loved ones if you're married or if you have somebody that you really truly love and you're with that person if this is a plan you both have to be on the same page because if you're going in one direction and that other person's going in the other it's never going to work you are rowing the other person is putting water in the boat you're gonna have to take the water out the boat and row <laughs> you both have to be on the same page now this podcast i don't want you to think i'm bashing religion because i think there's some good things about it and the main thing that i think is good about it is that it helps put a set of morals in you and a lot of people can use that as a guide so a set of ethics that you need as a guide for your life. That's what I take away from it. And because of that set of ethics, you're going to run into other people who share those same set of ethics. 
And that is the social construct of religion that makes it popular, is that you have a group of people who all believe in the same thing. So if you run into a group of people who all believe that we all need to save money in order to get further ahead, chances are you will succeed because you have a sports system that believes in the same exact thing as you do. If you want to do better, you're going to have to find people who want to do better. Then once you're in that group and you're doing better and that same group just wants to find other people to do better, you probably need to change groups. <laughs> this is not something uncommon. We have to understand that some people just have expiration dates. Everyone is not going to be in your life forever. There are some people who are in your life to help you get to the next phase of your life. And this is okay. There should be nothing wrong with this. You're not using people. You're simply going through the motions of life. And those different energies will provide you different people. It's okay to grow. Go into any situation with that understanding and you'll continue to grow and prosper. That's going to be the end of this episode. And I want to thank you for taking the time out. And I want to give a shout out to everybody who is in my Empower Empire. You have helped me grow to where I am at right now. And I truly appreciate you being in my life. And we're going to end this note on positive message. You are powerful. If no one told you today, you are powerful. You are the most powerful being that has ever existed. And if I can give you that energy, I am proud for you to know your worth. Do not let anybody tell you you can't do it. Because if you believe that, they're right. You can do anything you put your mind to. Just simply give yourself the discipline and it will be completed. That is my message to you. And let's check out what we got for the boss. Ah. Yo, shout it together and the body explain it to me. Oh, check it out. How it's just a product of my environment. Churches on every block, but yet I watch the Messiah say. No signs of hope, drug dealers, they provided it. Sells a one-day pay group. Blew up from five to ten. My hood was what you call similar to a lion's Then I knew what I would do, even at the age of five to ten. Stats for somebody like me to succeed was like five percent. But I knew on my heart one day I would spark the minds of men. Those stats showed I should be likely serving five to ten. Killing these beasts, the only type of crime that I commit. It's the culture mindset. I'm out and trying to switch from the same paper that my ink pen. Glide against like craft bar so raw and treat your neck like it does not exist at the same time tell you to invest in stocks you gotta pick fighting financial wars we were not equipped it's not a myth now it's dollar armies get the problem fixed now we got dollar armies to get the problem fixed stocks and bars investments and stocks 